Hello, and welcome to the Outbranders Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Crossgrove, and this is episode four, the website, focused on user experience. Before I get started on the user experience of a website, I wanted to give a weekly update. And I will now start including weekly updates in every podcast so you can really follow me and understand what it is I'm doing each week. I know I have been bad about doing podcasts the last two weeks, but that is going to change. The last two weeks was a little hectic with weddings and travel, but not anymore. (laughs) I am homebound, so I will be adding the weekly updates to each podcast, and again, podcasts will become weekly. Not only is that an update about adding this weekly update and the podcast now being a little bit more regular, um, I also wanted to give an update about how the website's doing and social media. So the website, as I have mentioned before, is complete, and you can go to it whenever you want, outbranders.com. Again, I haven't done any podcasts, so I haven't had any updates there. Um, That also ties into... My social media is, I haven't posted anything in a while due to not having content to post on social media. Yes, I could have been posting. Sadly, I did not. My weekly update (laughs) is that I will start becoming more active on social media again as I had been before and also making sure I'm a little bit more regular in getting that content out. The other thing I did want to mention is to update the form on my website. So if you have reached out to me on that form on my website, I found out that it is not working. Um, I have to dig into and research a little bit more. It's kind of a tricky little situation. Uh, The more I research, the more I find how bratty this little situation is. But I will update you hopefully next week on the fact that that has been corrected. But if you have tried to reach out to me, I just want to let you know I have not received any of those uh, messages, so go to social and reach out to me there, and I will 100% reply to you uh, back through that medium. That is the end of my weekly update, Um, so now we can jump right into the website and user experience, which is a super fun topic, so (laughs) get excited about user experience. I kind of wanted to start this off by what user experience is and kind of how it's perceived at this point. So initially with websites, user experience wasn't top of mind. Again, it was kind of more of a sales pitch. It was really an advertisement. Websites were not really a place to hang out. You know, it wasn't a mall. It wasn't a Starbucks. You know, people go and relax and spend hours there. Websites were really just to get information to you. And it was more of a push versus pull type of advertising. Push is when the seller, store, company, whatever, pushes information towards the consumer, okay? So they are, this is currently happening still, but this is still kind of um, mass advertising. You get mailers, you get on social media, you get all those little um, ad updates throughout your, your timeline. And that's more of a push. Companies are pushing, literally pushing, uh, advertisement towards you. 
A pull, on the other hand, is when consumers are kind of more in control of what it is they see and they are actually seeking more information. So they're pulling towards the seller. Uh, good examples of this are trendier companies. My one example would be Tesla. Everyone craves information from Tesla, so they're always searching for it. But the complete opposite is like a bank. No one's really searching a lot for banks, so bank has more tendency to push advertisements on people, and Tesla's advertisement style is more of a pull. For that, to tie into user experience, the user is being exposed to different ways of advertising. As the user is on a platform, such as a website, you as the company owner want to be aware of what companies are in each category of advertising. As I said, older companies and kind of the bigger companies that you see their advertisement advertisements all over the place, you know they exist already. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Burger King, etc. They're more of a push kind of advertising. No one's craving, oh, what's in the McDonald's burger? How do they cook the fries? No one's really asking those kinds of questions anymore. The information is out there, but it's not really a new trend or new fad. Um, the newer companies, like I said, Tesla, Apple, Google. Another good one is Allbird, which are those cool little wool shoes that everyone's wearing. Uh, those are more of a pole company. Allbird actually advertises a ton on social media, and they are rock stars about it because I see Alvers everywhere and I have never once seen an advertisement anywhere other than social media. It's just really the style and understanding of the company and what it is they represent. So for user experience, keep that in mind as of how you want to be represented to your audience. Old school companies and old school companies, it's not a bad thing. And if your product or service is an older service, for example, lawn care service, or construction, or furniture building, you know, whatever it is, that, that stuff has existed forever, but your company and your atmosphere and vibe does not have to be old. So I want to make that clear as just because what it is you do isn't something new and maybe so innovative like drones... <laughs> you're not a drone creator, that does not mean your user experience and your website has to be old. Don't put yourself in a box. Don't lock yourself into, oh, because I have something that's existed for a while, I have to be in this way that my competitors are currently acting. Do what it is you feel is right with your clientele. I want to kind of jump into understanding your audience before you, you can get into user experience, you really need to understand what kind of service and how you want to be represented to your audience. What service are you providing and how do you want to be represented? So for an example, we'll just use Outbranders. The service I provide is digital branding and consulting and also web design and development. I wanted my user experience to be very simplistic because I kind of put myself in the mind of my consumer, my audience, as frustrated. So as a new business owner, 
I feel like if you're trying to figure out how to get everything up online, it is frustrating. There are a lot of different things you have to consider and a lot of moving pieces and small pieces that you may never have even thought of. So I wanted to give my users the experience of I will be of service to them and I will help them. So I put myself in that mindset and I really wanted to create a website that gave my clientele that experience. So when you're trying to create your website or understand your website, logo, colors, etc., what it is that you are represented digitally, put yourself in your consumer's mind and really understand what it is they would be seeking from you. Why would they go to your website and how do you want them to feel about it? I want to dive into a few different aspects of the website and kind of drill this down and make it a little easier to understand um, with the focus of user experience. The first topic I want to discuss is the menu. So right now, Outbranders, when you're on a computer, is a full-on menu. You can see all of the, it's like a bar, and you can see all of the uh, actual pages you can click on their words spelled out. Um, but when you go to a mobile device or smaller device, such as a tablet or phone, it goes into a hamburger, which hamburger is those three little lines that are horizontal. It looks like a cute little hamburger. Um, you click that and the menu drops down. So for a user, there are a couple different pluses and minuses of both menu. For the one that's spelled out, it really gives them a sense of how many menus and pages are actually on this website? You know, will they get overwhelmed by the amount of information out there? And they can see it just directly. They go, they look at my desktop version of outbranders.com, and they can see every page that I have created. But on the phone, it's kind of like, a, ooh, what's behind this door number one <laughs> with the little hamburger menu? It's not my favorite, the hamburger drop down. For a mobile device, it's logical because there's only so much space. And you don't want it to be a scroll for your menu. That's just not ideal. User experience. I think now users are so used to that little hamburger icon that they're not really afraid of it. It's not something people shy away from. If your menu is one way versus the other, people aren't going to freak out about it. Or at least I don't think they will. Think logically, too, as not only your user experience on desktop versus mobile, but in general, your user experience, so who as a whole are you driving to your website? And then split your users into desktop users versus mobile users. And kind of play around with it and see. This is another example where you can kind of test a few different menu ideas. Maybe change the colors or change the uh, fonts. Change the layout and design of that menu to kind of guide that experience in a different way. And see what's working and what's not. The menu is kind of the first place to start. That's your key. That's the key to your map, but map is your website. Um, so you want to make sure your user knows how to use that key and understands kind of how to navigate throughout your site. I want to jump in from the menu to a web page that may not have a menu at all, which is an infinite scroll website. So Outbranders is a multi-click or click, multi-page, however you want to phrase it, website where the user physically has to click through the different pages to get to the new content. 
Um, but there are other sites where you just scroll. And the great examples of this is social media, where you go to facebook.com and all you do is scroll through the timeline. And you just scroll. Pinterest is the same way. Etsy is the same way. The infinite scroll, for me personally, I didn't like because I wanted people to be able to go directly to where it is they wanted to go. Um, I gave my users complete control of their next step and destination. Or if your product is a little bit more on the heavy side of information and you need to really guide that experience so users don't get confused, I feel like that infinite scroll site is spot on. That will be an amazing source, an amazing style for those companies that are higher in complexity. My one example, I love this infographic. Don't know why, but it's a great infographic. <laughs> it's online. It's I'll link it in the show notes as well. But it's an infographic of the depths of the ocean. I'm sure many of you have seen it, but it goes through the depths and what's at each level. So it's fish and dolphins and sharks and whales. And then it goes down to the deepest diver and submarines and then giant squid. It, and then the bottom of the ocean, obviously. But it goes through this entire depth of the ocean and tells you the numbers on the side and like what lives in each area and how deep it goes. And I think this is just the most fascinating infographic. It is very compelling. You understand exactly what's happening as you scroll down this infographic. So if you have a product or service that's really hard for people to understand or not a lot of people understand... This guided user experience can really be a benefit to you. You can help the user learn about what it is you do and how you do it. It can be in the order that it actually happens. So another example other than like a scientist using that depth of the ocean, um, another example would be like fracking. A lot of people don't know the true definition of fracking or coal mining, certain things like that, where I'm thinking of a literal diving down into something. So fracking is digging into the earth and so is coal mining. But certain things that are just a little higher level of depth and information, these guided experiences of a site are pretty much, in my opinion, they would be the way to go. You really need to give that user the map mapped out. So don't let them be on this wild goose chase of what happens next? How do you do this? Uh, where do I go from here? Having that user experience be funneled perfectly in the way that the information is relayed by you know your doing helps them so much. They understand it. They learn exactly what you're doing. And the experience is pleasant, which at the end of the day is what you want it to be. You want them to either come back or use your site as a source. On the complete opposite, Outbranders is not that way at all. I gave users the freedom, like I said before, to click around and kind of go wherever they wanted. This is because Outbranders is not <laughs> a fracking company or a scientific company that is extremely hard to understand. It's digital branding and consulting. It's all, for the most part, fairly easy for people to understand what it is I do. So as a user coming to my site, they kind of ha already understand a little bit about what it is I do. So they want to have that freedom of jumping around. 
So know your audience, why they're coming to your site. Like I said before, know why they're coming to your site and what it is they're trying to find. And make sure that experience that you give them is what it is they're looking for. I cannot tell you how many sites I have been on where I just jump off. I leave because the experience is so bad. We really want to make sure the experience is something that's pleasant for your audience and not going to drive them crazy or frustrate them to where they literally just leave and go to a competitor that has just a better experience. You might have better product and service, but if this competitor just has a little nicer environment that's easier to understand, people will choose them. And that's just how human nature is now. People are a little bit more exposed to what it is and how they want to be online and their experience. So they will be a little bit more picky about this. The other thing I kind of want to tap into is not only the layout and format, but also the kind of energy of your site. So I I talked a little bit about like the pictures and infographic type website of that single page infinite scroll website. And obviously images are key. Images are worth a thousand words, right? So having those images and really doing storytelling and content through uh, actual image really helps that audience simplify that depth of information. Outbranders uses images differently. It's more of a showcase museum type, or you'd call it um, tiled. Because, again, depth of information just isn't required. And I wanted it to be more of a showcase, more of an art piece. So this is shown on the portfolio page of Outbranders where it is just kind of tiled. And all the images are, you know, there's spacing, there's um, headers to what images are associated with um, what company I worked on for it. The difference here is the images aren't trying to convey a story necessarily. They're there as a showcase. They're there for the user to see past experience and what I've done, not to convey this huge depth of information. The use of image is really key on user experience as well and how you want users to view your site. So Outbranders kind of takes a simplistic approach and doesn't have a ton of imagery, Other sites that are more image-focused, such as a photography site, a site where your product is literally visual, websites are too, but more visual to where the picture is the thing you're trying to really captivate your audience with. You might choose a few different iterations of how this is done. So Outbranders is tiled, but not tiled in the true sense of tiled, where the pictures are touching and kind of stacked, and, and they kind of move around. Um, there are different themes to build a website where it really is a gallery and tiled kind of Instagram type of imagery. Outbranders is more of a gallery. But as I was talking about with that uh, one-pager or single scroll, is images can really guide that story, so you're using them just in a completely different way. When you're designing your website or thinking of what to use and how to create your website, make sure your images are telling what you want them to tell as well as providing an experience that is logical for your audience. For Outbranders, I could have thrown images all over on my services page, like pictures of websites and stuff. 
that doesn't really convey what I want. <laughs> I want outbranders to be. I want it to be very simple and easy to understand. I want people to actually read the words. I don't want people to look. Here's another stock image of a person on a computer. No, that's I did not like that. Make sure you understand the user that's coming to you and why they're coming to you. Put yourself in their shoes and and use the images that actually mean something. Don't just start throwing images on there willy-nilly and expect the user to be like, oh, yay, a pretty picture because that flashiness kind of is not working anymore and, and fading out for a lot of websites. The next topic I want to discuss is the actual colors of the website, the colors you use. As you can see, Outbranders is a teal, purple, and white. If you have not done color research, do it. It's super fascinating and I love it. <laughs> so when thinking of colors, there's actually a science as of why colors are used or how humans interpret colors. I really just went with my favorite colors, but they told a story that I really liked. Um, so my favorite color is that teal color that I use for Outbranders. And teal or blues are a color of calmness. So when I wanted users to come to my website, I put myself in their shoes as a frustrated business that just needs a website and needs help and wants to be represented better online. I wanted a website that was super simple and calming. And blue is a calming color. Ocean, sky, etc. Blue is very natural and scientifically it helps calm people. So when people come to the site, I wanted them to instantly just be calm and think that blue is of help. For example, Blue Cross Blue Shield um, uses blue. It's a common color. It's a health, obviously, insurance company. Um, but that's kind of why they're using blue as well. Uh, another company could be a nature company, you know, maybe um, a nonprofit that is helping save the world, <laughs> cleaning up the oceans. They most likely will use blue too because it's relevant to um, what it is they're doing. The other color I use is purple. And purple is actually a color of royalty or luxury. And I really liked the idea of purple. One, the colors actually blend very well together. And two, my service is of higher quality and I want it to be perceived as more of a luxury brand. So I use a higher elevated of color to convey that understanding. So I wanted to be a calm, luxury brand. So as a user comes on my website, I really wanted them to have all of those thoughts and feelings as they were there. Another good example is using the color red. A lot of food companies, if you haven't noticed, use red, such as McDonald's, KFC, uh, red lobster. <laughs> um, and red actually is a color of hunger. But when you see red, you actually tend to be hungry. So if you go into the supermarket or you drive down a street and you see a lot of food type places that are red, now you know why. Now you know their secret. As when you drive by, you just get a little hungrier. But yeah, colors can be used so many different ways and convey so many different feelings or emotions. For your company, obviously choose colors you enjoy. Don't just choose colors that don't make sense together or are conveying something completely opposite of what you're trying to have your users feel. 
make sure you understand the science behind them. Do your research. There's a ton of this information online. Honestly, just go to Meaning of Color and or like Science of Color and a ton of information will pop up for you. And it'll give you, you know, you can go to images and just go to the few keywords that each color represents and play around with it. Have it be fun. Try a few different colors. If you're still in a new phase of creating your website or logo, have your designer, or if you're designing it yourself, have your designer or you yourself, play around with a few different colors and then test it out with people. Show your friends and family. Like I said, A-B test. Show your friends and family and see which one they like or they tend to go for and then have them explain why you think that you chose that color and then see what kind of emotions and thoughts they have behind it. You know, maybe a lawn care company is green. (laughs) That makes sense. That's an overlap. But maybe a lawn care company is yellow and black, and you're like, I don't know why you're yellow and black. Maybe you should change it. Or if their lawn care company is, like, focused on yellow and black, maybe it's a theme of the area that they're in, and it makes total sense as to why they're yellow and black. Great. Colors work. It makes sense to the audience. It's user experience. Again, who is your target audience and what are they looking for from you? What information are they seeking and what are you providing? And make sure the two overlap and blend. (laughs) You don't want them to come to your site thinking you're something completely different than what it is you are. Having that flow, understanding the website, the colors, the imagery, all of it really ties together on really knowing your audience and having that key takeaway of putting yourself in your audience shoes and understanding what it is they need and want from you. That really wraps up this podcast about user experience and just making sure you're in that mindset of that user and understanding what it is they need and want from you and that you are providing that service. As mentioned before, weekly updates will happen weekly. Yay! But also, you can always reach out to me on social media. I'm fixing my form. You then can reach out to me on my form. I am me. DM me through social media. The main sites, again, that I'm on are Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Feel free to follow me or please follow me on my social media channels and also subscribe to this podcast. Thank you so much and have a great day.